The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. You know it's time for the Boys of Tech. This is episode 75 for Tuesday, 20 July 2010. Brett normally joins me on Skype. Uh, He's unavailable this week, so I'll do the episode on my own. And without anyone to enter into a little bit of banter and small talk, I guess I'll launch straight in with the first story. First story up is Microsoft's patent. This is kind of a funny story because what they've done is applied for a patent called Virtual Page Turn. So what this is, is it's kind of kind of like your ebook readers and your iPads and whatnot. Uh, and it's the gesture that uh, you make to turn a page as if you were turning a physical page. And the patent application shows a diagram where the finger starts in the top right corner and makes a flick diagonally down to the left, as you would when you, you know, flip a page. The joke here really is, what's new? What is new about this? That gesture exists in the iBooks application on the iPad. It exists on a Kindle. It exists on the Stanza application for the iPhone. There's also an application on Android devices that allow that. And there's, a, there's probably a whole bunch more. So the, the, the joke is, what is new? What is there to patent? You know, this is how you turn a page on a touchscreen. It's really not revolutionary at all. Having said that, to be fair to Microsoft, what they have also included, and I think maybe this is worth painting, uh, what they have included is the ability to flip multiple pages at once. And the gesture for that is to start your finger in the top right-hand corner, move it down the right-hand edge a certain distance, and then do the page flip gesture. The further down you bring your finger, the more pages it's going to flip. So that might be worth patenting, but the actual page flip itself, I mean, come on, people are using that already. There's really nothing new here. And I can't let the story go without also uh, mentioning what the Register reported at the bottom of their article. And uh, this is a direct quote from the, the Register article. We would be remiss if we didn't credit Microsoft with one intriguing detail in the 11 page patent application. In discussing input methods, the following notes say that Sources other than fingers may be used to execute a page-turning gesture. We'll simply leave the implications of that capability to your imagination. (laughs) That's from the Register article. So, (laughs) obviously uh, a journalist with a sense of humour, as they tend uh, tend to have on the Register. Now, still with Microsoft. Steve Barmer recently announced that Microsoft will be launching a series of Windows-based tablet-style computers. There's, there's going to be a range of them. This is, this is the thing. It's not one device like what Apple have released, the, the iPad. There's going to be a range of them. Barmer says that some will come with keyboards, some without. Uh, some of them will be dockable. Uh, there'll be many form factors, many different price points and different sizes. Uh, what he does say, of course, is common across them all is that they'll be running Windows 7. So look out Apple and look out Google because now Microsoft will be going head to head in that space. And I think part of this is that they've realized that in the smartphone market, 
they really dropped the ball. I mean, you know, where was Microsoft when the iPhone came out? And when Google Android phones came out? You know, where was Microsoft? They just let that side of things stagnate. And I think what they, they're trying to make sure they don't do is repeat that. So they're obviously responding to the Apple iPad uh, and other similar ones as well. And they're going to build their tablet uh, computers running Windows 7. Uh, and in fact, a range of them, as I said. So watch this space because, micro, I, you know, it seems to me that, that Microsoft are really becoming an also-ran. They're always second or third or, or, or even further down the track. They're trying to keep up, but it really seems like that, that you know, that they're not in the game anymore. You know, everything out there, the latest buzz brands, if you like, in the tech space are Google and Apple, things like that. You know, we, Microsoft doesn't really feature much anymore. So I think they've realized that and they're making an effort to at least close that gap and perhaps uh, even come back into the lead. Now onto other news. Get this. A guy by the name of Paul Siglia in the US claims that he owns 84% of Facebook. Now you're probably thinking, what? And that's exactly what I thought when I read the headline. So here's how it works. Paul Siglia has filed a lawsuit in which he claims that he and Mark Zuckerberg entered into a contract for Paul to design what would eventually become Facebook, a social networking site. Mark Zuckerberg obviously had this vision and Paul had the, the know-how to code the site. And so they apparently, according to the lawsuit, they entered into this contract. So what did Paul get paid? Well, Paul would get $1,000 in cash and a 50% stake. Now, that to me seems quite high. I mean, you know, if Mark Zuckerberg had any inkling that this would be uh, successful, and I'm sure he must have, because why else would he embark on that? He wouldn't have embarked on that if if he didn't think it would be successful. So it does seem kind of like a high price, you know, it seems kind of generous to give a 50% stake. So that accounts for 50%. Now, remember, he's claiming he owns 84, so where's the remaining 34%? Well, apparently, part of the contract also includes an additional 1% stake per day until the website is completed. Uh, And taking 34 days, well, 34 plus 50% is 84. And so the lawsuit filed by Paul Seglia claims that he now owns, or always has owned really, 84% of Facebook, and I guess he's wanting to cash in. Seems a little, uh, I don't know, seems a little crazy to me. Uh, It's very hard to believe, but I guess, you know, crazier things have happened before. So watch this space, because if the lawsuit goes in Paul's favour, then based on estimates of Facebook being worth about $6.5 billion, an 84% stake is almost $5.5 billion. So, as I say, if this lawsuit goes in Paul Seglia's favour, he'll be worth $5.5 billion. Wow. That would go down as one of technology's biggest stories in history. So that's definitely a space to watch. Now, Apple, what, what can I say? Yeah, iPhone 4, reception, antenna gate. Well, actually, that's a word that, that, that Steve Jobs really hates, antenna gate. Now, Steve Jobs has acknowledged, he held a media conference in which he acknowledged that there are reception issues with the iPhone 4, but he's pretty angry because... I got two things out of this. Number one, he's angry because he claims that the media have blown this right out of proportion. 
that the media are sensationalising it, making it sound worse than it really is, being unfair to Apple, and making a basically a storm in a teacup. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it's not unique to the iPhone. So he's not denying it. He's not saying that, sure, if you hold the iPhone in a certain way, reception is uh, severely degraded. He, he doesn't deny that. But what he's annoyed about is that it's not just the iPhone and not just the iPhone 4 for that matter. And in fact, in his presentation, he actually did a demo. He, he got three other phones out. He got a BlackBerry Bold 9700. He got an HTC Droid Eris that runs the Android operating system. And he got a Samsung Omnia 2, which runs uh, Windows Mobile. And for each of those, he did a similar you know, demonstration of holding the phone in a certain way and watching the signal strength uh, dramatically degrade. So his, he's angry, as I say, because one, he says it's a media beat up. It's blown right out of proportion. And number two, his iPhone 4 is being singled out unfairly. The presentation went for about 45 minutes and that's where Steve announced what they were going to do to rectify this for, for users, for customers. And that is that every person who purchased an iPhone 4 will receive a free case because apparently the cases, and I think we reported this on a previous episode of uh, Boys of Tech, that the cases, the rubber cases, alleviate the problem. Now, I think we, one of the other things we reported was that Apple has been now making its own case as well, which is quite timely. Uh, the case is called the bumper. And those are the cases that they'd like to give away. But uh, Steve actually also says that they just simply can't make enough of them fast enough. So they're entering into uh, deals with other case manufacturers. And what it comes down to is iPhone 4 users will be able to pick from a range of different cases. And they're all going to be free. And if you're still not happy... Job says that you can bring your iPhone back within 30 days for a full refund. So there you go. You get a free case that should alleviate the problem. If you're still not happy, you can get a full refund for your iPhone as long as you bring it back within 30 days. So that's what Apple is offering their customers. And I, I think that's reasonable. I think that's very reasonable. So following the 45-minute presentation, there was roughly 45 minutes of uh, questions and answers. And there were some good questions that came out of this. So I thought I'd pick out a few questions and read out the responses that Jobs gave for each. So the first one was, besides the refunds, are you considering any changes? To which Jobs replies, we've been pretty unhappy with this and we're pretty happy with the antenna design on the iPhone 4. The iPhone 3GS has the same problem. So if we were to fault the iPhone 4 antenna, we waved a red flag in front of a bull. I don't know what our next antenna design will be. Maybe the wizards in the antenna lab will come up with something better. I don't know. And another question was, is this more of a PR issue then? And, and that's a, actually, that's a good question. Jobs replied, if we could do this all over again, we would have come up with some mitigation so that if you gripped it in a certain way, you wouldn't have a problem. Another good question that came up was, do you carry your cases without a bumper? And all three people on stage, that's Steve Jobs, Tim Cook and Bob Mansfield, all held up the iPhones clearly showing that they themselves do not have cases. So that kind of spoke for itself. So that's Apple's way of dealing with the issue of the iPhone 4 reception problems. To recap, all iPhone 4 users will get a free case, or if they, in fact, if they already purchased one, uh, they'll get a refund. Uh, and if they're still not happy with that, within 30 days, they can take their iPhone 4 back and get a full refund. And, I, you know, I think that's fair enough. I think... Really, you can't complain. 
Yeah, like I say, if, if you really are unhappy, you would go and take your iPhone 4 back. Now onto Facebook. Bit.ly, bit.ly is the world's most popular URL shortener. You may recall that whole fad started with tinyurl.com. Uh, and most of them are now even shorter than tinyurl.com. That's quite long. A lot of them are only five or six characters long, like bit.ly. Anyway, it's the most popular URL shortener. And it doesn't work on Facebook. Facebook have seem well seem to have banned it. So if you attempt to post a bit.ly link, a bitly link, uh, on Facebook, a message pops up saying this message contains blocked content that has previously been flagged as abusive or spammy. Please let us know if you think this is an error. Now Facebook weren't available for comment immediately, so who knows if this is deliberate or a bug or what. But uh, yeah, you can't use bitly on Facebook. And our last story for this week, bit of a mystery out there. Blogotry.com, which is a blogging platform, disappeared on 9th of July. And less than a week later, IPBfree.com, which is a service that helps users create web-based message boards, also went offline. No one knows exactly why, but apparently they claim that their hand was forced by the authorities. And immediately that makes you think, oh, copyright? Maybe, maybe the uh, RIAA or MPAA or something, but apparently not because they both say that no, they obeyed copyright law. There is nothing; it's nothing to do with copyright, which really makes me wonder whether it's something to do with CIA or or the NSA or something like that. Because in fact, they're not and they're not allowed to tell you why. In fact, here's a quote: They say, "I cannot disclose which agency or why they ordered the action. I can say that this is not a copyright issue." There's a bit of a mystery, no one knows why, but there's a lot of speculation out there, as you'd imagine. As I say, I reckon it's something to do with NSA, uh, something to do with uh, paranoia of terrorism, or something like that. But really, no one will know. At least for not some time, anyway. Alright, that's our show. That's episode 75. Thank you very much for joining us. If you'd like to leave some comments, you can do that at our website, boysoftech.com. That's episode 75 wrapped up. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a blast. And hopefully, with a bit of luck, next week, Brett will be back on board to co-host episode 76. Till then, have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye.